0: who is officially inducted into the hall. On today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be discussing Saturday's 4-2 loss at the hands of the Edmonton Oilers. Roberto Luongo now officially inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame, and we're going to preview tonight's game between the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals, all on today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And hey, welcome to this Tuesday, November 15th of the Locked On Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listener today. I'm Ron DeLez, and you can follow me on Twitter at monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at lo underscore f l a Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to all the shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, and the newest show on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NHL Prospects. So it's. It's been a little bit since I've spoken to all of you as, uh, if you're watching onto YouTube, you could see that I'm, I have a familiar background as, uh, I am back in my home base, uh, finally, after being out of state for nine days, five states in nine days throughout all that, went to Chicago to, with a few buddies of mine and met up with my friend, Jack Bushman of locked on Blackhawks. Then went over east, uh, back to the east coast to, uh, Connecticut to see my family there, where I got to see my cousin who I've known since birth, uh, get married uh, to what she calls the man of her dreams. Even though he is a uh, Boston sports fan that includes uh, Bruins, Patriots, you name it. Uh, it was a little bit of a destination wedding where we traveled from Connecticut all the way to Vermont uh, to, to and a beautiful venue where I got to see uh, my cousin uh, get married out there. So got to see, got to drive by Massachusetts, New Hampshire, uh and vermont so now for me personally uh 20 states that i've visited in the nation so uh nice opportunity for me to get away of course did some podcasts on the road uh while i was away uh didn't always get to see the games live but thankfully on demand and the evolution of technology allows me to uh, watch games after the fact did that with the carolina game and of course uh, with the edmonton game which uh happened uh during the wedding uh, w- while I was uh, up up in the Northeast, but finally back in Florida and I don't have to wear uh, multiple layers. So I'm very thankful uh, for that. And of course, uh, this being uh, getting back last night, this is my uh, day to kind of decompress, be at home and of course provide you guys an episode. And that's what you guys come here for. But thank you f- really from the bottom of my heart for being patient with me throughout all this. Uh, it, of course, being a solo host has uh, a little bit to do with that, not having a co-host a consistent one uh, that doesn't hold the fort down. So, of course, uh, doing my best to to provide some content and, of course, uh, in, enjoying life outside of this as well. But let's get to uh, Saturday's game for the Florida Panthers versus the Edmonton Oilers. And before that, of course, we knew that the Florida Panthers were going to bring Aaron Black back due to him being healthy from his LTIR stint, the 11 games, 24 days of the criteria is 10 10 uh games and 24 days. so uh, Aaron Ekblad, uh did uh surpass the 24 days so he was activated on on uh, Saturday but the player that we were all uh, that we were discussing the players that Nick Fairbanks and I were discussing about who would be placed on waivers uh, and there was an unlikely person that we we saw placed on waivers of course. His role was a little bit reduced uh, based on the last few weeks. Uh, moved from the second line to the fourth line in Rudolph Balsers. Placed on waivers. And it's a little bit of a risk when you're so tight up against the cap and you have a player with such upside in Rudolph Balsers. Someone, a guy who's really tight on the forechecking. Someone one who's not afraid to, to get in front of that. Kind of like, it's like another version of Ryan Lomberg, the way I saw uh, Rudolph Balsers. Just a, an overall grinder. And placed on waivers and then... By 2 p.m., that we saw that he was claimed by who else? Uh the Tampa Bay Lightning uh claimed Rudolph Balser. So they saw a guy with really high upside and uh decided to take advantage of it. Other news and notes for the Panthers as far as lineup is concerned. Patrick Hornquist came back to the lineup. Matthew Kachuk returned from his suspension. And Anton Lindell was upgraded to the second line. Uh he was uh he was placed there along with Sam Reinhart, who's started to get on the scoreboard a little bit lately, even though he was a little bit snake bitten once again uh, against the Edmonton Oilers, and along with Ryan Lomberg. Now we're seeing, starting to see that after he earned his extension last season, now a little bit of a uh, more of a bigger role for, for him. And of course, with the great cap hit that uh, Ryan Lomberg brings. Him as a second line player, I'm not sure how long he's going to stay on that second line, but great to see that Anton Lindell is is approaching to being the consistent two C like we all forecasted. Once we saw that Bill Zito drafted him 13th overall, excuse me, 12th overall back in the 2020 draft, and we discussed with Nick Fairbanks back in the back in the offseason is Anton Lindell ready to become the 2C and we said no at the time that Sam Bennett is going to go going to hold the fort a little bit at least for one more season at least that was the projection but it looks like that it's coming at an earlier time than we expected and if 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 anything that we saw from Saturday from Sam Bennett is any indication of improvement and lighting a fire under him from being demoted, if you want to call it, to the third line center, then then that's amazing. I mean, Anton Lundell, we've seen even with uh, Aaron Ekblad being out, that he got some power play one time. Aaron Ekblad was inserted to power play one uh, in, in, his, in his return, something that I thought it was going to take a while. Eckblad was also paired up with Mark Stahl, who both Aaron Ekblad and Mark Stahl got some big stops on breakaways, both by Warren Fogle. Uh, we saw a lot of Warren Fogle during his time in Carolina, and Vogel had multiple two-on-one attempts, and you saw Mark Stahl and Aaron Ackblad both uh, stop uh, rushes going the other way. Even though Warren Fogle didn't get a star of the game, I felt like he was a very, very impactful player for the Edmonton Oilers on, on Saturday. And Connor McDavid, only two games of his uh, 16 this season, excuse me, 14, uh, that he was held pointless. And it took until that empty net goal for the Panthers to... To, excuse me, the empty net goal for the Oilers for him to get a point in this one. And really this game for the Panthers was really won and lost in the first 10 minutes where Panthers were creating chance after chance after chance. Uh, they were working around uh, back to the point on the power play. You had a, uh, you had Carter Verhage circling around, circling around the net before getting it to Barkov and, and just the inability for the for the Panthers to finish. And even prior to Sam Bennett's uh, two goals, which both happened in the third period, Sam Bennett was attacking, attacking, and attacking constantly right in front of the net. So uh, a very encouraging sign if that is going to be your third-line center for the Panthers. They were winning some board battles. Uh, Colin White um, setting up, uh, getting a beautiful opportunity in front of the net. Bennett and etulu Steranen were were great at at setting them up and and all, and all. Spencer Knight with a, just an amazing, amazing stop for for the Cats when they were down on the penalty kill. Mark Stahl even got a shot on goal on the penalty kill for, for, for the Panthers early on. So the Panthers were really, really feeling it early on for this team. The fourth line, a very veteran-heavy fourth line for the Panthers and Nick Cousins, Patrick Hornquist, and, and Eric Stahl. Didn't give up a single shot on goal for for the for the opposition when playing together at five on five, and they were on the ice for over six minutes uh, of time for for them. So for for the Panthers and for Paul Maurice and company, even though I don't agree with putting Rudolph Balsers on waivers and then him getting eventually picked up uh, by the Tampa Bay Lightning, really great um, great great overall game five on five by this. Uh, by this fourth line as they didn't give up a single shot on goal, on goal. I mean, five on five for, for the Panthers. Just let me look at natural stat trick real quick to see how many shots against they gave up, uh, at five on five. I, I felt like it wasn't really much that they, uh, g- gave up. Uh, I mean, 20, 20, 20, uh, 20 shots on goal, uh, five, five, five at five on five, uh, where, where really it took that 10 minute stretch for the oilers on during the second period for them to really get it going and when when you don't capitalize in those first uh in that 10 minute stretch in the first period where where you don't even let edmonton get a shot on goal which we've seen the panthers do this so much this season i mean the broadcast uh valley sports brought up the fact that the panthers as far as rush chances They've eliminated them. They're second in the league in least amount of rush chances allowed per game, and fifth in the NHL in goals off the rush too. So very impressive by the Florida Panthers and the systems. And Paul Maurice spoke about how he's not worried about the records. I mean, us on the outside, who's not in the locker room every single day, are more worried about the records than uh, Paul Maurice is. But uh, again, Spencer Knight at times was spectacular on the first goal. Anton Lundell uh, looked to screen, uh, looked to have screened Spencer Knight, getting that uh, goal through. Uh, something that Lundell is going to learn about positioning, uh, so that he gives his uh, goalie another opportunity to see to see the puck uh, better. But the second one, uh, a little bit inexcusable from Spencer Knight on that one. Tyson Berry, when a when a third pairing defenseman is the guy getting the goals for the opposition, that's how you know it's not a good night for you. And when you eliminate McDavid and Drysaitel as well, so Tyson Berry. Uh, two goals um, coming from the, both coming from the point. So just, uh, I don't know how the deserve, deserve a win meter kind of looked like for the Panthers in this one, but uh, just by the eye test alone and seeing the, seeing the, how the first period went, there, there was so much just left on, on, on the, on the table for this. And, and, and really that when the Panthers went through their 10 minute stretch of them, not, not creating a shot on goal. So it was like, Going back and forth, the the Panthers had their stretch. The Oilers had their theirs as well, and uh, Edmonton was starting to win their board battles, more winning fa- some faceoffs. Uh, and and that's really th- the moment that the Florida Panthers were not able to capitalize off that. That's just how you know that the Panthers uh, were in trouble, especially with two of the fastest skaters in the entire uh, NHL. Ekblad created some scoring opportunities, two chance on a on a on a four on four as, as well. Uh, even though Matthew Kachuk, at least from the eye test, uh, didn't have that killer instinct kind of uh, game for the Panthers, uh, I still think there was uh, more left on the table. He was uh, he had five shots on goal. Bennett, we spoke about him earlier in the show, creating so many chances, led led the team in shots on goal, and very incur- very encouraging. Once again, if that is your uh, third line center, but once one that that stuck out is uh, the Panthers when when they do fall behind in the third period. I mean. We saw how the Panthers uh, last season, when they went to the third period uh, with the lead, they only lost once last season when leading after the third period. And that was a game against the LA Kings last season on the road. And uh, going into the third period this year right now, well, after now Saturday's game, the Panthers are now 0-5-0 in the third period when they trail uh, going, into, going into the third. So... So there, there, there's that. There's a, there's kind of a, a, of a trend for the Panthers and where they stand as far as uh, situationally. Uh, but again, uh, missed opportunities for the missed opportunities for the Panthers. And just uh, there's a stat by Jay Fresh Hockey about uh, goals above expected, and the Panthers are are last in the NHL in uh, getting uh, their goals above expected, creating creating uh, so many chances but just unable to convert. And it's just a little frustrating. I mean, Sam Bennett spoke about after the game as well, that about being patient about that, the goals are going to go in, but uh, just a little bit too much uh, up and down right now for the Panthers so far uh, this season. And uh, uh, also a rare, uh, a rare uh, mistake by Barkov in his own zone. Let's not, let's also, uh, let's also uh, not forget that, that uh, uh, as a, Alexander Barkov was trying to exit his zone. Uh, stripped by Vogel, gets it to Dry sidle, and then uh back to w- Warren Fogel. So Warren Fogel was just everywhere in this one. Those those two rushes where Mark Stahl and Ekblad stopped them in two different instances and then creating that uh steal on on Alexander Barkov, even though the the Panthers did have an opportunity to to make it back into this game, it was just uh it was just too little, too late for the cats. And falling forward to two, uh second game of, uh, this homestand for, for the cats and just, uh, the, just, a uh, just one that's, uh, really tough to swallow for this Panthers team as the Edmonton Oilers are now 20, 12, 1 and 0 in their last, uh, 13 games now in sunrise Florida. So, uh, w- one of those weird fluky, uh, stats for the, for the Edmonton Oilers as, as far as, uh, them, uh, visiting, uh, sunrise Florida. So, uh, uh Frustrating, but hey, the Panthers do have an opportunity to bounce back tonight against the Washington Capitals. We'll discuss that more in the third segment of the show. But we're gonna discuss Roberto Luongo and and him being inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, this past weekend. And just lots of excitement around Florida Panthers uh, circles about this uh, induction. But first, we're gonna tell you all about Online. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds for every professional and amateur league out there—from football, basketball, soccer, esports—we've got all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find them at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to getting your fix. This is the website today. Here's a mobile guide to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment here on this. Tuesday, November 15th edition of the Locked on Florida Panthers podcast. And Roberto Luongo officially inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. And just everything that went on as far as the festivities as getting his ring on Friday night and having the Legends game, uh, which was Team Sundin versus Team Lindros and him scoring two goals, including doing the gritty after scoring two goals. And uh, Dolphins tight end Mike Gasicki can learn a thing or two about uh doing the gritty after uh, scoring. But his, Roberto Luongo's speech really about his parents driving him five hours to send him away and making sure that he was feeling safe, staying with his Italian family. Uh, Talking about how he doesn't go in with a specific team about which does he represent more, which is Vancouver or Florida. I mean, he is he is still a resident of Florida, works with the organization. But of course, the the success, six playoff appearances. We talked about it over the summer, six playoff appearances, including a Stanley Cup uh final appearance. He did get uh he was a finalist for the for the Vesna multiple times uh, and should have won an 4 if you really look at the stats about him facing 900 plus more shots than Marty Brodeur. And just the constant professional that Roberto Luongo uh, is on and off the ice, the ability to make fun of himself like we spoke about uh, with uh, Aaron Brown of the Hockey News just last week, uh, talking about all his – his personal accomplishments too about best goaltend favorite goaltenders to work with Kevin Weeks uh, who originally drafted by the Panthers went to the Islanders to play with uh, Roberto Luongo and then Roberto Luongo was traded to the Panthers from New York. And one of the greatest trades, if not the greatest greatest trade in, in Florida Panthers history that also brought Oli Yokinen to the, to the franchise as well. And then just, so many great highlight reels uh, plays for Roberto Luongo, even though he was on a lot of bad uh, Panthers teams. And I mean, despite all that, a thousand games played him, Marty Bredore, Patrick Waugh. Marc-Andre Fleury is going to soon be up there if he doesn't retire after this year, but still, uh, how how do you know that goalie wins is not, are not stats just uh, look at, just look at uh Roberto Luongo and what he's had to deal with versus someone like Marc-André Fleury. I know he has uh, two uh three Stanley Cups to his name, but if Roberto Luongo had nearly the the team that he that Marc-André Fleury had, Im- just imagine what those wins numbers would look like for Bobby Lou. Um that's it's it's really the reason why I it's a it's a very uh imperfect uh stat and still 489 wins for for Roberto Luongo. And and in his time, 919, 919 save percentage, two point five two goals against average, just uh just I- incredible uh for for Lou. And there was a time where he was uh, playing uh, seventy games throughout uh, throughout his uh, career. Talked a little bit about Noodles, Jamie McClellan as well. Talking about how he uh, took a slap shot to the hand, didn't know whether he was going to return. And even though he was playing the majority of the games, and his backup Jamie McClellan, uh, Noodles. Uh, even told him you're fine. And then of course the, there's a, when he was in Vancouver, talk about how his, uh, how there was a lot of uh, people outside of the organization thinking that there was a lot of tension between him and Corey Schneider that, uh, about how they're really not enemies that they uh, of course, winning a Jennings trophy together, getting to the Stanley cup final together. So there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of clarification as well throughout uh, Roberto Luongo's uh, speech as well. And, The most beautiful one, in my opinion, is uh, when when we uh, when he spoke about Scott Mellenby and him bringing him to a restaurant in uh, near the practice facility uh, in northern Broward, uh, an Italian restaurant meeting the owner's daughter who have who now happens to be uh, his his wife today, along with uh, two two kids that he has. So just uh, just the community that. Robert Luongo has had since being in Florida. I mean, way back to his first stint, and of course the family moving along with him to Vancouver and then back to Florida, um, coming back home, and of course that second stint with the with the Panthers, uh, promise uh, wanting to get that playoff appearance for the Panthers. And Robert Luongo was the best player for the Panthers in that 2016 uh, postseason appearance uh, against who who else? His former team in the New York Islanders, and it's funny enough. At that time in 2016, the New York Islanders were that team who had the longest uh playoff drought, who hadn't won a playoff series since the 90s. And uh Burluango left it out on the line, his only appearance with the Panthers, and just uh just deserved a lot better. Just the Panthers really just couldn't provide any of the the scoring. And the Hall and the Hall of Famers uh uh in this class, the Sidine Twins, Herb Carnegie. As well, Daniel Alfredson, former Sens captain, as well. I mean, Eric Carlson wrote a long uh, letter uh, through the Players Tribune to uh, Daniel Alfredson, which I gotta, I gotta get reading uh, on, on that just to see how much Eric Carlson, uh, how much Daniel Alfredson meant to Eric Carlson right before uh, getting traded to the San Jose Sharks throughout his time with the Ottawa Senators and Legends Game. Uh, we spoke about how Roberto Luongo scored twice and even Panthers, former Panthers captain Brian McCabe uh, getting on the scoring as well for, for in the Legends game. So it was uh, pre- just pretty cool, pretty cool all around uh, scenes, at least from what I saw online from Roberto Luongo and then talk about in his own words on what, what it's meant to, 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 get the call. And of course we, we learned a few that he learned about it actually a few hours later after it was officially announced because of course, waiting for the call for Bill Zito. So he didn't, he, he was just waiting and waiting and waiting for all that. And the fact that throughout all the down years with the Panthers, all the losing, all the relocation rumors as well, which probably won't go away. For a while because they do have an uh they they are contractually obligated to stay in the area at least until 2028 but throughout all of that the panthers officially have their first hall of famer in in the in toronto and we we as fans uh we haven't had much we haven't seen much success with this team but we've seen a lot of great individual performances from and individual players. I mean Roberto Wongo, of course, uh, Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberto, even though he's not with the organization anymore, Oli Okunen. Steven Weiss, Thomas Wilkun. and just Ed Jovanowski. And just uh just a lot of uh a lot of individual players despite the the lack of team success throughout its history and advancing far as well. But the first official Panther to, to really, to really say that this, this guy, when you think of the Florida Panthers, when you think of Bobby Lou, this is the guy that you think about. Hopefully that of course, uh, Hopefully more players get to get added to this exclusive club that happened to wear a Florida Panthers sweater the majority of their career. But right, right now, the the one and only is Roberto. And the fact that he's still with the organization in a front office role, spoke about this many times on the show about my one and only re- interaction with Roberto Luongo was not even uh, hockey related to when I was uh, discussing with him uh, last year at Emily Arena, um, covering Panthers Lightning in the press box, and then just walking by Roberto Luongo, only spoke to him for 30 seconds. And the main thing I spoke to him was really about thanking him for that speech when it came to uh, February 14th, 2018, uh, in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, and then his speech uh, to the BB&T Center crowd at the time, just thanking him that about that. And that's my, that's still to this day, my one and only conversation with uh, Roberto Wongo but seeing the the times that I've gone down and see him just walk around and practice just an overall presence that Roberto Wongo has in this community. Of course, every single game, you see him in the, in the suite, right at center ice. Uh, I believe it's like section 101, 103, uh, around there in, in that suite. Uh, watching every single game along with Bill Zito. And the fact that he's he's leading the goalie excellence department as well, him, Rob Tallis, and the fact that it's, at least from last season, it's improved the play of the goaltending. Sergei Bobrovsky having his, uh, his best season in the Florida Panthers sweater, even though it's kind of a little regressed uh, this season, but um, still plenty of time for him to make up some in his play. And a young goaltender in Spencer Knight, which they see a lot of upside in, and uh, and a guy who's going to take over as far as the future of the Panthers. But all that and the approve and, and the improvement starts from up top in this department that they exclusively made, and Roberto Luongo influencing the pick of Devin Levi in the seventh round in 2020, which influenced that trade to get Sam Reinhart from the from the Buffalo Sabers. So. There's a little, even though Lou isn't making these personnel moves for the Panthers, he still has a big, big influence uh, on this team. I hope personally that Roberto Longo doesn't become the general manager of the Panthers or isn't in charge of big major moves because if stuff goes south, you're going to have to deal with a tough decision to let him go. And I hope that the Panthers... They put him, they continue to put him in positions where they don't have to eventually break off their relationship because the fact that he came back for a second time, even though I didn't get to watch his first snip, I can only imagine the fans who have, who saw him leave and then seeing him back, how much, how much relief there was when he was brought back. All I heard at the time was, Wow, the the Fran the, the a, a Panthers legend is back. Even though I saw him in Vancouver, uh, first as far as when I started watching hockey, but then seeing his second stint and seeing him steal wins for this team is just something very special that I got to see in his second stint with the Panthers, and now seeing him in a different role and shining. As far as, as far as, uh, being a, uh, going, going under Bill Zito's wing, it's just incredible that he's still very much part of the franchise and Panthers are celebrating him. The NHL is celebrating him. And we here on lockdown Panthers are definitely, uh, celebrating him, uh, here and just once again, a public tra- um, congratulations to Panthers legend, Number one on the ice and number one in your hearts, Roberto Luongo being inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. We're going to try to bring in Alex Baumgartner of Five Reasons Sports probably sometime later this week uh, to discuss as he was there in person for the Hall of Fame induction as he does reside in uh, Toronto. So great opportunity for him. David Dwork of Local 10 was also there. Roy Bellamy and Chris, uh, Chris Cody as well they were all there to cover uh the event for uh the hockey hall of fame and roberto Luongo, as he is now immortalized in uh, hockey lore up there uh in toronto but in the third and final segment we are going to discuss tonight's game between the florida panthers and the washington capitals and a little bit of news off the ice in relation to the panthers we're going to discuss that next here on the locked on florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about simply Safe. and if you thought that securing your home with home security if you've been thinking about securing your home with home security but you've been putting it off you'll want to listen up right now locked on panthers listeners order number one rated simply safe home security system for 50 percent off this is the biggest offer of the year and you won't want to miss it in, in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agency fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. Capture, critical evidence, and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is the whole home security with advanced sensors for everyone, window and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional, professionally installed system. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system. Anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off and, and any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. That's safe.com slash NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Third and final segment here on this Tuesday, November 15th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And the Florida Panthers have a game tonight. Uh, third game of their five-game homestand, reverse retros. Let's talk about reverse retros. They'll be on sale at Pantherland starting at 2 p.m. You could start making your way to the arena prior to the game. To officially get your reverse retro merch. And from the from the pictures I've seen on the internet, uh, specifically from Colby Guy of Florida Hockey Now and the Palm Beach Post, Pantherland is filled with reverse retro jerseys. So first come, first serve basis, go get yours, even some reverse retro windbreakers, some jackets, some hats, uh just incredible, <laughs> incredible gear, uh for that that the Panthers uh will be uh will be selling at Panther line, and they'll be debuting it uh, on Saturday against the Calgary flames as Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weegar will be uh, making their return to sunrise, Florida and Jonathan Huberto is playing in a third line role now with the Calgary flames. Daryl Sutter spoke about how it's something that hasn't been working out with Huberto playing in the top six. So the trade's looking really good for the Panthers, so, but you know, we could discuss that later in the week for, for, and, and save that. But Panthers play the Washington capitals tonight. A, uh, a team that the Panthers have been very familiar with over the last uh, few months, of course, uh, playing them in the playoff series, a six game series, a very tough series. The Washington Capitals took away the uh, the rush chances for the Panthers. And that's really what made the series last year a lot closer than it should have. Um, and of course the better team, uh, which with better goaltending as well was the difference as uh, Vitek, Vanacek started the first two, Sam Sonov started, uh, entered into the third period of game two and then started the rest away. The they couldn't get timely goaltending. They got, they got power play goals. Uh, T.J. Oshie was the biggest, um, biggest contributor last season in that. And uh, the, and T.J. Oshie is uh, not with the Washington Capitals right now, as he is on uh, LTIR for, for the, for the caps. Uh, the, so the Capitals, they're missing a whole lot of players. Tom, Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson is still missing from the lineup as he tore his ACL in the series last year. So it's really Alexander Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Anthony Mantha really leading the way for the for the Caps. Uh, we mentioned T.J. Oshie. Tom Wilson's there, uh, out. Dmitry Orlov is out. Nicholas Backstrom out. Uh, Connor Brown out. Uh, and Carl Haglin out. So. So a lot, a lot of uh, players missing, and of, of course, uh, this, this is this is a team that most recently won a Stanley Cup, kept their core together after winning, and of course, they're uh, they're right up against the cap uh, as teams who consistently contend always do. But when you look at their cap friendly page and seeing all the defensemen, anyone but John Carlson is is uh, going. Everyone, everyone but uh, John Carlson contract expires this year, so. Uh, lots of chances for the Capitals to kind of reset after next year with a lot of their uh, commitments to uh, the, or lack of commitments to their defense core. So there, there's a chance for Alexander Ovechkin to still get some help as far as as trying to at least get one more uh, cup out of him. And of course, he's chasing that goal record of Wayne Gretzky. He's after this year, he'll still have three more years on his contract. So that will take him up to his age 41 or 42 season. So, but the struggle for the Capitals have been scoring goals. You would think, you would think that a, a team with uh, Ovi uh, wouldn't have a hard time scoring goals. But of course, the injuries have really uh, mounted up. Uh, for the washington capitals as there are 22nd in the league in goals for 15th in goals against uh they did get stanley cup champion uh darcy kemper uh from the colorado avalanche but something that i spoke about all offseason is that the colorado avalanche won in spite of darcy kemper's play they really protected their goalies just like the florida panthers were starting to see this season how they're eliminating odd man rushes and chances in their own zone the colorado avalanche did just that in the postseason last year and of course um, they, they were basically the most dominant team throughout the whole playoffs, only losing, uh, only losing uh, four times throughout the throughout that lot throughout the 2022 uh, postseason. So, so little bit of a uh, little bit of for as far as the goaltending as far as Darcy Kemper, hey, they're looking to to improve anywhere uh, that was not Vitek Vanacek or Ilya Samsonov. So Darcy Kemper is their number one uh, for now. For now, uh, posting decent numbers for the Caps, um, he's not part of the problem for for them. Uh, but again, the issue for the Caps has been scoring, and the the Panthers with how they've changed their style this year, as far as uh, style of play. Uh, this looks like a very, very good matchup for for the, the Panthers to just take advantage uh, and if if you eliminate, of course one guy in Ovi who's nets off and mantha if if uh, if you eliminate Ovi, especially, and but of course those three who have been the leading scores, your uh, chances are you're gonna you're gonna have a good chance of coming out on top uh, in this one. So uh, just everything on paper uh, looks that that the Florida Panthers should take this uh, game as far as, especially now that the Panthers are healthy. And of course, uh, with Ekblad coming back, you only have 20 players. Back to the same place that the Cats found themselves in prior to Ekblad's injury. And it's a little frustrating based on, of course, once again, Rudolph Balzers being claimed off of waivers by the Tampa Bay Lightning, losing a very high upside player. and just the lack of flexibility that the Panthers have. But we're going to discuss that more later in the week on what the Panthers should do and and kind of did a little math about, uh, about trading X player on how it would look on the Panthers cap and what they could do with it. And that's uh, going to be something to discuss later uh, this week. But on tomorrow's episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, It'll be a recap edition of the show where we'll be bringing Jacob Winans for another Winans Wednesday edition of the show to discuss the Florida Panthers' uh, game against the Washington Capitals. Uh, some news and notes coming out of Morning Skate is a very, very optional uh, Morning Skate. Uh, but Paul Maurice did confirm as of 10 minutes ago, as of this recording, that Sergey Bobrovsky will be back in that uh, for the Cats. Saw a little bit of a stretch of... Uh, of uh spencer knight uh starting for three straight games and it, it's a little bit of easing him in before he officially takes the reins. so this is good for spencer not it's not such a good for performance against the Edmonton and oilers but still uh starting to get a little bit of the workload necessary for when he is ready to uh take the reins uh as far as distributions of starts eight starts for sergey wabrowski seven for knight so looking a little bit like that 50 50. so so th- there's that as far as that. And we'll, we'll look at more of the distribution of starts as the season goes on and, and forecast more of what beyond next season will look like as far as how many starts each person gets in a certain stretch. But once again, tomorrow's Wednesday. Make sure to subscribe on anywhere you listen to podcasts, YouTube, Odyssey, Spotify, Google. Amazon Music. Make sure make sure to subscribe to all of that here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at man 12 where you'll be seeing me live tweet throughout all the games uh, and also any updates on episodes for the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. So thank you for listening. Make sure to also subscribe to all the shows on the Locked On NHL network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, and the newest show on the Locked On. NHL Network, Locked On, NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today will give you daily interviews with local experts around the entire sports scene. Catch all the latest hits, hot takes, and the take of the day. Available on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Sport Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day.